Hi, welcome to another issue of the Ship It Show. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about employer branding and how uh, companies can recruit top talent to their team and help augment the team that they already have or supplement the team that they already have. I'm here with Jenny Chenoweth from Core Consulting, an absolutely magnificent talent acquisition Thank consultant uh, available to you if you need her services. You have a website? I do. It's not quite up and running, but it'll be ready soon. But it's Core Consulting, K-O-H-R consulting.com. Great. Uh, so we were talking just before we got in the studio about uh, three things that you could do. If you are a leader who's used to working in a uh, technical recruiting environment, so if you come from a company that does a lot of technical recruiting and you're moving into a company that doesn't have as much capability within the recruiting uh, pipeline, the technical recruiting pipeline, uh, and we were talking about three uh, quick wins that you could get or three things that you can do to very quickly improve your chances of success in recruiting some, some top talent. Uh, so the first one was uh, really thinking about uh, setting an SLA for responsiveness. I, I, you had some thoughts on how that's different in tech and the expectation level for tech candidates is different. Yeah, um, I'm actually dealing with that right now. One of my clients is a, is a toy manufacturer and um, I've come to them recently. I've been with them for about a month and um, having left, you know, working for startups, working at Amazon for seven years, um, coming into this environment and realizing they had one recruiter that, um, and they, they hadn't really formed an applicant tracking system, no way to track the candidates. Um, there was a lot of confusion that was going on with their recruitment program. So um, for the past month or so, I've been trying to build a process for them and, and implement some SLAs, which are service um, level agreements. So right. coming up with uh, uh, timelines and for expectations on how quickly you have to move on candidates in this market. Um, right. It's just, uh, it's you have to move quickly or they're going to go away. And what, you know, what, what are those expectations? Like if I email uh, or I apply for a job or uh, I follow up with a question or whatever, like how responsive do you expect or does the market expect a top tier employer to be? Yeah, I think it's um, imperative that every company have an applicant tracking system that works, it's functioning. Um, and so as soon as you apply for a position, and we've all been there on the other side as a candidate, right, wondering what's going on with my application. Did they get it? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Um, so I believe that every candidate should receive an automatic email that says, we got your application. Thank you. We'll be looking at it. We'll let you know. Right. Um, my rule of thumb is a, a SLA of 48 hours um, on turnaround. So that candidate should know, should hear back 48 business hours. Um, whether or not we're going to move forward in the process with a phone screen or if we are sorry, this isn't a fit, but we'll keep your information on hand and there may be something in the future. Okay. So 48 hours um, to reply to them and then, um, you know, I, I want to make sure that that conversation happens within that work week as well. Because again, if we don't get these candidates going through the pipeline quickly, they're going to go away. Right, other people are going to absolutely gonna, uh, take them from you or they're going to go, they're just going to lose the attention on your company. Yeah. And I think you talked, uh, you talk a lot about candidate experience, and I think there's a lot of discussion around customer experience and, you know, how companies have set the bar for an order email and, like, you know, making sure that their customer service is responsive and that if you have an issue, people get back to you. And I like the way that you think about that in terms of a candidate experience, too. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't wait 
two days to tell someone that they placed an order on your website. Right. But some some uh, companies are so backed up, and it's not their fault. They just don't have the system in place. They're yeah. so backed up that it takes two days, even two weeks, to get back to a candidate and say, "Hey, we got your resume." And I, yeah. I like the way that you think about that candidate experience. Yeah, and we've have we have a four point four percent unemployment rate in Washington State, which is one of the lowest in history right now. So. Candidates are going to find a job somewhere if you don't move fast enough. So um, if you're the last person to reach out to them, um, you're the last person that they're going to think about as an as a employer. So it's not only um, you know moving quickly, but also treating them with kindness and respect. Right. Um, I think a lot of that gets lost in the recruiting process as well. And so um, that whole experience is just really about realizing these are humans. Um, I've had hiring managers in the past that have, you know, laughed and torn a resume up and thrown it into the waste can thinking it's really funny. And I'm, you know, inside I'm dying because I'm, that is a human being that you're talking about in their life. So let's treat it with a little bit more respect than, than what you've just done. So. Great. And then the next one was uh, we talked about expectations of the size of the funnel. And I th when we were talking about this, I, th I found this pretty... Uh, impressive that, that you had these numbers memorized, but it was uh, 1,000 outreaches at yep. the very top. Touches, yes. Touches, 100 applicants, applicants. For, so that's one in 10, and then 25 phone screens, so one in four end up in a phone screen. With or, the recruiter. With the recruiter, mm -hmm. and then the recruiter passes on five of those to the hiring manager to screen, of which you get two to three interviews, and then you get one hire. Yeah. So you have to, at the top of that funnel, you yeah. that's a thousand. That's a thousand touches. A thousand so that touches. can be anything from posting the positions, um, and it reaches a thousand different people, or you do the good old, you know, uh, get on LinkedIn and, and reach out to people, or you're using some creative, more creative um, uh, outreach methods. So GitHub is a great place to get tech people or um, Stack Overflow. Look who's making the comments and reach out to them. Find their Twitter handle and tweet at them. So there's a, a variety. Find out uh, who are the speakers at a conference that right. you're really excited about attending. If you're looking for a Ruby on Rails engineer, go and look at the last Ruby on Rails conference and see who spoke there. You can track down what their email address or their Twitter handle or what have you. But a thousand of those outreaches they're not going to all get back to you, but you'll <laughs> eventually narrow it down to about 100, and out of that 100, you trickle down to a, a higher out of the, the pipeline in, an, in a perfect world. Right. It's, it's just a lot. It's a large volume. I yeah, think in other, in other roles, and I don't have very much experience, but I know in executive roles, it's not that, you don't deal with that much volume. And certainly in uh, other roles, you, you, people are coming to you, uh, you know, you're talking about 10 applicants for every one hire. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very, very different in tech. Because as you say, it's a it's a uh, an employee's market. It's people can get four or five different job offers, and I always remember a bit of advice, which is you know if you're an applicant for a job, you're interviewing the company as much as they're interviewing absolutely. you. Absolutely, yes. And like that matters for the candidate experience. Yes, that's absolutely. Your, that's, that's your welcome to the company is that whole recruiting experience. And if it's a smooth uh, flight and the company's responsive and they're treating you with with respect, it bodes well for your continued relationship with the company. Yeah, and doing something creative too. Um, so uh, for instance, um, I worked at a company and we, um, 
you can't pay people to come in and interview because they're not on your payroll technically. So um, we would make a donation in their on their behalf to a nonprofit organization nice. um, that uh, basically said, "Look, we know your time is valuable. So thank you for coming in on behalf of you. We are going to be donating a hundred dollars to XYZ um, a nonprofit organization that kind of puts that personal touch on it. Like, oh, okay, you do value my time." And there's also finding ways to be creative like that at the right point in the funnel. Yeah. Because you can't do that for a thousand people no, at the top of the funnel. No, it's Yeah, so when you get down, like, what can you do at each step of the funnel uh, or the pipeline that results in that little bit of personalization and a little bit of creative Gosh, content? it can be just as simple as listening to someone. Um, <laughs> a lot of recruiters don't listen, um, and that's unfortunate, and a lot of interviewers in general. Um, so just showing an interest in what they have to say um, people are going to pick up on it if you're not interested in what they have to say. And if, if they're not a fit, be honest with them. Um, that's the other thing is that authenticity, um, right. just being real with people, I think is, um, go, it goes a long way than someone that's trying to pretend that it's going to be great and then you find out you never were even a candidate for the role. So um, I think being, being truthful and honest is really helpful. It really is that focus on candidate experience yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we talked about was uh, like who does what? Uh, and in tech, I think that's very, very different. Uh, you're dealing with um, a hiring manager who is used to looking at resumes, is used to screening people, is used to kind of massaging stuff. And you're maybe dealing with a recruitment team uh, who's used to doing all that for the hiring manager mm -hmm. and feels like that's where they add value. And also a hiring manager that can look at a resume and say, there's just something wrong with this resume. I can't tell you what it is. So how does that, how does that partnership work? And, and what are some tips for how to make sure that you're interfacing well with each other and that you're helping each other get to the right outcome? Yeah, and I'm glad you said partnership because that's always been my philosophy as a recruiter is um, this is not about recruiting servicing the hiring manager or the hiring manager creating um, roadblocks for recruiting. It's about how are we going to achieve this goal together. This is something we both want, we both want to accomplish. So how are we going to get there together? Um, it does change, right? So in in my perfect little philosophy of, of the kind of the, the responsibility pipeline, the candidate applies for a role, um, they, uh, there's a recruiter interview that takes place, a phone screen. If that goes well, it goes to the hiring manager for the phone screen. If the hiring manager goes well, if it's a tech position, we can do a, um, uh, maybe a technical test. Um, and then we bring them on site. They meet no more than four or five people. More than that is too much. From there, you can um, move into uh, you know, where we're going to move as far as offer stage and that type of thing. Um, Retail company, somebody that works at a retail store in the mall, it may be, I read a Glassdoor review the other day where the hiring manager or the manager of the, the retail store brought in three people and did a group interview with those three people at the food court. Um, I don't <laughs> think that's the best experience, right. but um, if you are ma doing mass hiring like that, yeah, um, it's, you it's get very creative. different though when you're doing yeah. mass hiring and when yeah. you're trying to interview a lot of candidates and, and uh, when you're trying to interview few candidates. And it, what I think is interesting is the pipeline numbers that you described early, earlier feel like mass hiring at the top of the pipeline, but they feel like very, very high touch Low, hiring at yeah. the bottom of the pipeline. Yeah. So it's that you have to kind of retool how you're thinking about that and how your approach changes through the pipeline with candidates. Definitely.
Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for watching. We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you.